Hello, hello, hello. This is King Croc, the king of the crocodiles out here in Vegas. And I just want to say hello and I hope you're ready for what's coming. Um, don't forget that we are here in Drinking with Most. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Mo's. host Big Mo here. Oh, excuse me. You know, we're on YouTube. If you watch this there, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Helps with the pain in the ass algorithm. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Leave a review. My dog acting silly right now. Anyways, I've got with me today, King Croc. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, brother. How you doing today? Oh, I can't complain. Things uh, starting to settle a little bit. As of recording, we're right before the holidays. We're in the middle of the holiday season. I already got things getting kind of squared away for a big month of January. I actually confirmed a couple, couple interviews that I'm in particular excited about because me being the fan of the deathmatch style, I two of the biggest names out there, Matt Tremont and Mickey Knuckles. I got them both. I agree. Wow, oh, that's super I, excited. <laughs> oh man. And as of recording of this, the promotion warrior wrestling, good friends with the promoter, I just saw the advanced copy of the official pre-show and i am featured in there quite a bit so i'm ah well congratulations to you brother that's super I'm exciting oh yeah well first thing i like to start off with each guest is what got you started as a fan and then what got you started you know deciding to make the leap into the business <laughs> well uh, as you say i'm king croc i'm original from uh tampico Tamaulipas, Mexico. Um, I started my career back there. Um, my dad was a, a super, like a, a huge fan of, of wrestling, which in Mexico could be as lucha libre. Therefore, I'm used, you know, that's, that's why I use the mask. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I started really young. I started when I was like probably three, four, um, you know, with all that karate stuff and, and things to keep me busy. My dad was very like sporty guy. He was very like always got to, you know, be doing things. Yeah um so yeah he just started taking me a uh, little by little and then one of his uh, one of my teachers actually run a a lucha libre uh, like a like a little class for kids and he took me and i never left <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah my, my dad's a big fan of obviously lucha libre so you know that's why i'm i'm more like a pro wrestler i i identify myself as a, as a pro wrestler um but obviously you know i have to carry my legacy with me and this is why i wear my Oh yeah, no, I got a ton of respect for the the history and the culture of lucha libre. You know, I when I was in the Navy was stationed down in San Diego, Southern California, lucha libre big down there. And actually that's where I actually got started watching independent wrestling was down there because before I I had heard little bits but all the promotions were like a few hours away from me. So I was like, eh. but then I found some right there in the San Diego area. And, you know, I'm actually friends with the handful of them down there that they keep on telling me to come back down sometimes. So yeah, well, I mean, you should see how that goes. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. San Diego, it's, uh, it's obviously really close to where with Tijuana. And yeah, it's a lot of lucha out there. Oh yeah, um, you mentioned you know how you got your start. What would you say inspired the the in ring persona, King Croc? Um, so actually, I debuted um, as uh, Papi Chulo, which was uh, this kind of like uh, like a placeholder. <laughs> um, I have my mask. I already I have my drawings. Like I really really wanted it. You know, like when you're young. A pro wrestler you're like oh my gosh you know i have this really cool idea oh yeah um, <laughs> and uh i took it to to one of my teachers uh, uh his name is wes logan he's you know better known here in vegas as a beast the beast uh he pretty much 
you know, I took it to him and he was, uh, he was the one to give me the chance to debut for the first time. Um, and yeah, he was like, okay, how about this? Let's, let's, uh, let's get you growing. Let's get you where you need to be. Um, and let's not put King Croc as the, as the name first. Let's, let's get you something where you can just get yourself in and you get a couple, yeah. you know, matches under your belt. And I was super, super happy to do that because, you know, I, I think, you know, once you become an actual pro wrestler and you go out there, you understand how important your brand and your name and, and your name yeah. and everything pretty much. So I was really happy. So yeah, I debuted as Papi Chulo and then I had a couple matches, couple squash matches. Uh, and yeah, you know, that's just how it is. And then eventually, you know, I was uh, really lucky to be, uh, have a, a lucha show and I have a mask, right? I'm original mask. I didn't have anything for it. I just have my mask. That was like my first day. I was like, I have a mask. Like that's what I that's what I need, right? Yeah. Some black tights, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm that's it. So originally we started with um, just Croc. That was it. Um, just Croc. But um, my mom really has like a lot of uh, like kings and and queens and and things like that. Mm -hmm. She really loves the idea of of a kingdom. So once I went all full in, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be the, I'm going to be the king of the crocodiles. And here I am. <laughs> hey, you know, that, that advice you got there at the start, you know, I didn't really think about it this way, but you bring it up. It does make sense. You know, you're getting started. You don't necessarily have that reputation yet. And, you know, if you're wanting the end product to be King Croc, you don't want it to start off being named that way and then you just carry that. Let's say you don't have such a great start. So you want to yeah, start yeah. off. Um, yeah, like I did. said, I had, a, I had a lot of great teachers. I think that one of the things that I'm most thankful about is that I had a, lot, like a lot of great teachers. And like I said, I can I only mention some of them at the top of my head, but like one of them, you know, they got the, let me debut. Like I said, he he pretty much taught me that, right? He taught me that it's it's you know, do you do you want to go out there and do this for real, or do you just want to you know play around? Because if you want to play around, go ahead and put a mask, right? And whatever, you know, nobody nobody's gonna really be able to tell what's the difference between this and Rey Mysterio, right? They're just like it's a mask. Um, yeah. Or do you want to build a name? Do you want to build an, a brand and and you know get from there? So that's why I debuted as Papi Chulo. Uh, I debuted. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was it was pretty horrible for a couple months. <laughs> but as I tell you that, you know, I tell you that actually took me, uh, you know, to other promotions, and it took me to you know start hanging out with other peoples and go out of state. And then you know, uh, all the promoters were like, okay, do I need someone to get squash? Or you know, and then eventually my chance came up, and you know, I took it. But yeah, I think it's very important to know as a as a young wrestler uh, or want to be a wrestler is that. For the very first thing when you come out, it's it's not gonna be the you know it's not gonna be Triple H, it's not gonna be you know the Undertaker. <laughs> so you yeah. had to you had to build it and and experience that for yourself. And then once you're like, okay, I know what I want to be, it, or sometimes I mean for me it was just a crowd, like the crowd made me, yeah. you know, and it just happens. Uh, but for some other people, you know, they have like really back stories or or whatever it is that they want yeah. to make. Um, but yeah. yeah, when you start, I think I think it's very important to. I mean, as, as, as horrible as it sounds, not really be you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you mentioned, you know, guys like it's not going to be all the time like guys like Triple H or The Undertaker. I mean, when Undertaker was getting his start, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but one of his first matches was actually against Bruiser Brody. And it threw him in there and just got thrashed. So it's like you, you get started, you're going to have little bits like that. And then you build up the reputation and things get going. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, you know, it's really difficult to, you know, be able to manage those two because you really, you know, you want to go out there. You're like, oh, look what this cool thing yeah. I can do, you know, when you're young. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, my God, look at, oh, I can do this better, you know, and you don't really understand what's behind it. Um, but once you pass that, I think, I think you're just like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, teach me more. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to do more matches and then eventually oh, yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, to be who I want to be, you know? Oh, yeah. And one thing that I've noticed, especially out, out West with independent wrestling is there's, 
and I mean really anywhere anymore with you know the streaming services and stuff there's so many choices for independent wrestling that you know some places it's like well really any place they need something to set them apart and one thing I noticed with uh, one of the videos you sent me that I don't necessarily see too much not just in independent wrestling but really pro wrestling in general is where you you hear the commentators there live and the versus pro studios I was like I was watching and I'm noticing that I'm like huh that is unique because you know most of the time you go to independent shows if you're there live you're not hearing the commentary. If you go, if you go to WWE or AEW, you're not hearing the commentary unless you have the show getting recorded on your DVR and you know you go back to watch it later. You know, what's it like, you know, with those shows? So, so obviously mentioned what you were saying, um, all here because we're so close to you know uh, Arizona and LA. Um, uh, lucha shows most of the time they always have that you know intensity you know like kind of like soccer you know we try to make every sport like oh you know super loud yeah. and excited um in mexico actually when i started one of my coaches told me that we need to do that um because that was you bring people in <laughs> you know you bring people in and it's oh what's happening over there so um so pro wrestling the reason why they uh, started doing it live is because they were performing on a on a mall on uh, mm. it's called the boulevard mall out here and it was that it was just pretty much the grabber and it was like really people who were like you know we could say um seasonal fans or no real no real fans you know were kind of passing by and we're looking at this warehouse right and it's like some dude is going through a table or something you know and it's like oh my god like i i want to be there so um, i think that was you know and it just became a stapler like literally became like a like a sign and and people were like oh my god like i love being here not just for the performers and, and the people, but, you know, the ambience. And like I told you, I think the crowds are always like, you know, the best, because if you feel comfortable, you know, you yeah. want to, you might want to be coming back and coming back. And, and I think that's where they started it. And, and it's really cool because for example, me, I do, um, I do a, a rock bottom. Ultimately that's one of my finishers. Um, but uh, I was training one day and one of the announcers was like, Oh, what's your finisher? You know, what are we going to do? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a rock bottom. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and you are King Croc. Why have you ever thought of calling it the Croc bottom? And I was like, uh, no. And he's like, we should try it today. So I go out there, you know, hit my Croc bottom, <laughs> and he loses, you know, he loses his brain. He's just like, oh my god, the Croc bottom, the Croc bottom, and that, you know, that feeling of like, oh, <laughs> that that just happened, you know. So I think. Um, I think he really adds to the experience and, you know, now oh. I have a crock bottom. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. You, you never know when you're going to get little ideas like that from, and you're very much right with the presentation of those shows with those guys. It, it does add a bit of, of that intensity. Like, you know, you go to a lot of independent shows, like I mentioned, you don't hear the commentary. And, you know, you go to those shows and from what I've seen of the videos, it adds that excitement. You feel their excitement, that intensity. And, you know, I, I kind of want to <laughs> go, go to a show. <laughs> yeah, you're more well, welcome, man. We, we're in Vegas. So, yeah. Um, and, and because obviously Las Vegas is always known for a lot of conventions and things like that. We, we known to be like, you know, loud. So that's, you know, obviously we have a, a full convention of, you know, a bunch of people. We did, uh, we do a show every year. It's kind of like our WrestleMania um, out here locally. It's, um, it's called Level Up. Uh, it's an expo specifically just for um, people anime and, you know, all that, all that stuff. Like uh, it's, it's a really big expo and yeah. uh, we know we're super lucky to, to host down like the wrestling show. And you know, it's like you get all those fans, and and again, it, you grab them, and then it one it goes from just regular fans who you know always there, your locals, to like people who came from all over you know the world, <laughs> ultimately, yeah. and and they're just like being part of you know the intensity, and it becomes like really really gigantic crowds. 
and you can feel it, you know? So it helps as a performer, I think it helps you a lot to, to be like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this right now, you know? <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> and, and I can imagine with the, the commentators going, you know, you, like the I've heard wrestlers talk about feeding off of the crowd. I imagine at those shows, you can almost, you know, not only feed off the crowd, but feed off those commentators, you know, they get excited. So you're like, oh man, got to amp this up. Like I said, with the, the whole croc bottom, you know, like from that point on, I just told everybody, hey, can you call it the croc bottom, you know? And then calling it at the end, it's like, oh my God, you know, it just, it really adds to it and it gives you the ability to play with it too. Because mm -hmm. like, you know, let's say that you have like a storyline or, you know, you need whatever you need, you know, like sometimes you're trying to break through a character. Um, not too long ago, I went heel and I needed that. So, you know, when it's not the phone, you know, I mean, the, the, the mic and, you know, give him a little promo. So it, it adds up to, to the experience. Like um, I, one time there was this, this guy, this baby face who just loved, completely loved, um, you know, like feeding out of the crowd, right? And his thing was specifically going to the commentators and like dance with them a little, right? So I did that <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of my heat, you know, I grabbed them, throw them to the commentators and dance a little with it as the commentators would, you know, like, oh, this is what normally happens. But now it's happening this way, you know, and it just, again, it just kind of closes that and, and it really helps you, like you say, feed. For me, it's always been crowd, uh, whatever the crowd wants, they're always going to be right. I was a fan once and I know how that feels. Um, so if you can make it even bigger, why wouldn't you, right? Oh, yeah, no. And you know, brought up a question that I didn't have on my notes, but I was just thinking about it. When, it, you know, people like, a lot of people, it's either they like being the, the baby face, they like being the heel. Which one would you say, do you have a preference on which way you go? I, uh, for my character, I think I love being the baby face because, you know, I feel like, uh, because I wear a mask, I can connect with a like smaller crowds or, or more like intimate or like, you know, like kids, you know, things yeah. like, like families, right? Uh, and I, I feel like I can really like, oh my God, like this this guy, I don't know who he is, but I really want him to win, right? Um, yeah. But to work it, I love working heels. Uh, I mean, heels, it's, it's amazing, especially, especially on like Lucha Libre shows because, oh my gosh, you know, being a heel, it's like, they're gonna hate you and they're gonna yell at you and they're gonna make you, sh you know, cry you're gonna just show them that you know you're this really big guy and and at the end of the day i feel like if you go to a wrestling show you not just want to see a great show but yeah. be able to you know just release all you have you know so i think like i get more obviously the heat part on the <laughs> on the on the heel but for my character it's definitely a baby face and you know lucha libre shows one other one that you sent me sorry about my foster dog here <laughs> but the one of the other lucha shows that you sent me your opponent was santana jackson and i swear i've seen videos of somebody like that i don't know if it was the same person but i'm like okay they're playing up and looking like michael jackson and i almost like at one point in that match in particular i'm like Dang it, if I don't see this person, like, have, like, a headlock in, like, they're going for a DDT and doing a moonwalk or something, I'm going to be disappointed. And then literally seconds later, they did it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, Santana Jackson, it's, it's quite a celebrity out here, you know. Um, obviously, wrestling in wrestling, you know, because of what we're doing, what we respect of what we do. You know, wrestling, it's, it's a little bit hit or miss, according to the crowds. Um, yeah. But with Lucha, oh my God, I've been travel. I travel with him all over. You know, I've been I've been to Texas with him. I've been to New Mexico, Utah, uh, LA. Uh, that match would happen on Arizona. Um, it's just he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic um, partner. <laughs> uh, he does. He does. He's definitely. He went viral not too long ago, actually, um, a couple years because of obviously you know he's Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, just. Um, being with him, I used to wrestle uh, here in Vegas in uh, it's called uh, FSW, and he, mm. he's, he was already there, a, a star. He was already, you know, up, and I just kind of came in, and he took me in, and and it's been like 
it's been like that. So that's why we have a chemistry where we can just go anywhere mm. and be like, all right. Um, and that specific match, we were going to do obviously like a kind of extreme rules, you know, um, yeah. hardcore match. Um, we didn't plan it that way, but the promoter was like, okay, listen, this is what the crowd needs. Can we make it happen? And and again, I mean, probably with anybody else, I would think about it, but because he was Santana, I would have meant it was, it was an easy, like, okay, <laughs> it's have fun, you know? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Santana, Santana has a, a great, great follower out here. So yeah. Oh, I was gonna say so. I'm almost pretty certain now that that was the person I was thinking of when I said that I seen those videos, the ones where you're talking about they went viral, and it was just I had the image in my head of it would have been funny for them to play off the the South Park episode where Michael Jackson the or Jefferson or whatever they call him in the episode <laughs> and and he went to play that you know I got your nose I got your nose and then the kid did it and like ripped his nose off if like Santana Jackson like had a prosthetic nose and did that and- yeah he does a lot of those things he does a, a um in Halloween especially and Halloween uh he does the you know like the thriller he comes out as a wolf <laughs> Uh, like sometimes I remember one match we had, it was a, it was a triple tread. Right. And you know, we're like, okay, so two wrestlers, you're actually going to wrestle some wrestling, this guy. And the whole goal was to get Santana Jackson out of the, you know, just out of the match. So I hit him with a crock bottom, right. And then someone cuts it. And then now we forget about Santana for a minute. And then he goes out under the ring, right. Just really undertaking style. Nobody's expecting We're doing our thing, right. Falsies, pop, pop, pop. And then I don't know where I'm about to win. And then I turn around and it's just like the thriller song playing and he's all wolfed out. And, <laughs> you know, he does a lot of those things, you know. Um, we One time I actually had to have a, a dance bottle with him, you know, because, yeah, <laughs> so it's like there's so much in like in, just in that character. You know, I understand some people might not be into it, but every time that I go out everywhere I've been with him, it's it's definitely like a crowd, a crowd grabber for sure. Yeah. Oh, I I can imagine you you brought up FSW down there in Vegas. I am friends with uh, Remy Marcel down there, and had him on a, a while back. That was pretty fun. I actually ran into him at a promotion up in Fargo, North Dakota, one time. So cool. that Very was cool. the first time I'd been able to talk to him since. Um, Lately, there is uh, MJF came in with uh, kind of a joke list, really, kind of playing off of the list that Cody Rhodes had when he first left WWE. Um, would you, what would you say if you could put anybody or any places on a list like that, who and where would they be? I don't know. That's like really difficult because, you know, because of everything, I feel like uh, more like a wrestler like me um, that I have both two crowds, you know, because uh, I've seen a lot, uh, you know, um, his name Kid, you know, Kid, I, I know him as Kid, uh, you know, he I wrestled with him a lot out here too. And, you know, he's been all over the world. <laughs> so it's like, I always, with Lucha, it's really weird. You get to meet like super legends from you know, Mexico, and then they wrestling legends from the U.S. And it's it's always like Lucha shows are always like super random. So I think like I wouldn't have enough <laughs> to tell you who would go where. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, I would say. <laughs> no, and f- funny thing, you bring up uh, Ryan Kidd there. I, I enjoy telling this story because the two guys that ran the promotion that I that held my first ever independent wrestling show I went to, when I went to that show, I'm sitting front row and Ryan Kidd sits right next to me. He was still like just starting training at the time. <laughs> so it was, I remember he came up for a show at a promotion here in Omaha, Nebraska, where I live now, and I told him about that, and he was like, holy crap, I never really talked to 
anybody that knew me from back then. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think he's one of the greatest stories in wrestling. You know, he, I seen him uh, when he started and then, you know, seeing him uh, now and it's like, wow, you know, like wrestling and putting in your work will really get you, you know, a lot of places. Um, and he's one of the biggest examples on that, you know, I mean, people who know him when he was, you know, starting, they can definitely testify. Of, you know, he's super, he's a super cool dude. Uh, one time we were doing a show on uh, Bradley out here in California and, you know, he's called us and he's like, hey, so what time is the show? Because I just landed and, and we traveled, but like the time difference is, and I'm like, dude, you relax. You have like four hours, dude, you'll make it here. He makes it. We already, you know, we call the match. He gets in, he's trying to, you know, do his thing. And we're just like, it's cool, man. This is what you're going to need. Three bombs, pa, 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 get on. And you, you know, you just call the finish and we're good to go. He's like, really, guys? Like, I don't want, yeah, bro, you're good. And, you know, he's just, he's such a cool guy to work with, too. So I was going to say, it's like really difficult to put like people in, in scales because I just really enjoy what I do. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's like I meet so, so, so many cool wrestlers, so many cool people. So many cool fans you know it's 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 pretty amazing and that's why you know that's why i love wrestling it's just it's just all over oh, the place <laughs> oh yeah no i i completely agree um one about brian kidd he's definitely i mean as the guy that's literally seen him from the beginning to where he is now he is definitely a success story of you know, if you're willing to bust your ass and put in the hard work of what you can accomplish, he is doing amazing things. And, you know, also agree with you about, you know, the world of wrestling in general and all the people you get to meet through it. Me being a fan, a podcaster, like some of the people I've got to meet just through doing this stuff has blown my mind like i mentioned you know having been to warrior wrestling when they did their st louis show i mean i gotta be a part of the fan fest and like mike bennett is like right across the the aisle from me and just down the aisle from me there's uh yuyamura from new japan there's Lance Archer, there's Jonah, there's Jeff Cobb, there's Athena, there's like all the people and, you know, it's just amazing because, you know, just knowing the sheer amount of talent out there and getting to see them shine and, you know, I got to be, you know, front and center and watching uh, Jeff Cobb go up against Jonah and like wow. literally and I haven't really seen this much since but I remember being close enough that like literally they'd go for a chop and you could literally see the beads of sweat flying yeah. off and it's just like oh yeah. my god yeah and everybody in the back is like that too you know <laughs> everybody in the back is like oh <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand it. There is this uh, the spot that a lot of uh, older wrestlers like to do. You know, the double chop and pa pa pa. Uh, in 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 lucha libre, they they try to not do that whole back and forth. They just try to be like one solid. All right, sell that for thirty minutes. You know, because it's gonna hurt you. So, but yeah, I remember um, big drills. You know, people. It's like the thing we wrestle in, it's like, you know, we are obviously preparing ourselves to go up the ring every single day. Um, uh, one super wise wrestler always told me, it's like, I know how I'm going to go up there, but I don't know how I'm going to come back. So, mm -hmm. you know, you strive to have fun. And uh, yeah, I remember one of my classes, one of my most difficult classes was, you know, how to do like a suplex or anything like that. It was just chop class, you know, that's because <laughs> you can't flinch. You got to take out your chest and just, all right, let's do this. <laughs> So, you know, I totally understand. Um, <laughs> I understand it. When we're in the back and see that, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember seeing uh, there was at that Warrior show, there was Casey Navarro versus Mike Bennett. And I actually ran into both of them at a 
show in Des Moines, Iowa for Sammy Callahan's promotion. And I told Casey Navarro about how I remember meeting you at Warrior Wrestling in St. Louis. And he was like, oh, yeah, the, the Mike Bennett match. The one, I, I dove over the, the top rope and into the crowd. I'm like, yeah, that happened right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good laugh about that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I think, I think besides the spots that you call, it's like always like what's going to happen, anticipation. Um, uh, one time, because when I, early, early in my career, I wanted to be like, you know, like a luchador. So I will be flying out and doing all this extra stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I remember one time, um, you know, we called the spot. And then in the back, right before we go out, they're like, okay, we got to change it. I, I don't know if I want to, you know, do this. Uh, it was just a simple flying to the outside, right? Mm. And the guy was just like, I don't know. I, I just don't want to hurt you, whatever. And I was like, ah, don't worry, don't worry. You know, if we see it, we'll make it happen, right? So I go outside and we, you know, it's, uh, I was a baby face. And then there's this guy who, um, you know, I know he's a promoter for, for the event. I've seen him before. And I just see him in the crowd and I'm just like, so I grab him, grabbing, you know, my, the other guy. And uh, so now he's holding him up. And, I'll, and I just tell him slowly, I'm like, all right, man, this is the time when calling the spot, right? You call it. I go up there. And then the promoter, who is, you know, promoted before, he looks at me. He's like, oh, he's not going to try to, oh. So he ends up catching me, you know, and it's just like, wow. So that happens. And then later on, you know, like maybe a couple months later, I'd go do a Lucia show. Uh, this happened on San Francisco, actually. And this fan comes to me. He's like, I saw you doing this thing and you grabbed this fan and it was awesome that he caught you. And, and I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I, I was right there. <laughs> and it's just you know, kind of like an experience like that where you're just like, wow. <laughs> it's so crazy that wrestling, you know, can travel everywhere like that. And, and for oh, them, yeah. it was like, wow, you know? So I, I love that. <laughs> And I remember the other person in that match, Mike, Mike Bennett, that I mentioned, I've actually ran into him about three or four times. And the last time this year that I ran into him, I joked, man, we need to quit running into each other like this. <laughs> For real, right? Uh, I don't normally don't have that problem because obviously I wear a mask. And that's one of my biggest things that I'm able to just you know take it off and and boom, back to normal life, I would say. Um, but when it's wrestlers, you know, they always look at, I'm like, is that, is that King Croc? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, oh, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I totally understand. Um, there was one time when we, um, you know, we finished the show and they're just like running, right? And then like, everybody's like, oh, picture, picture, you know, cause the fan base out here is like normal. It's very like, I'm gonna wait until you leave and I'll take pictures with you. No, like I'm not letting you just leave, right? And yeah, I'm only, I'm like the only one in the roster who has like a mask on. So obviously I finish, you know, and I'm going out and all of my friends, everybody was riding with me on the car, you know, are stopped and, and like picture, picture. And I'm just standing in the back, like looking at them from far away. Like nobody has an idea of who I am, you know? So it's like, I, I really enjoy those moments. Um, but there's some fans who like normally like, would, you know, ask me like, hey, can you get a picture? So I will come down with the, with the mask and, and then boom, I'm part of the crowd. But. Yeah, it's 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 really fun to have a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine. Um, I have two categories that I like to kind of round off the the show with. One, a little bit of a name game that you know I kind of tailor it to the guests. This one with the the lucha libre culture. I figure why not? You know, this will be a lucha libre edition of the name game. Where Love it. you know, I I name off some lucha libre legends. You give me your thoughts on. Perfect. Starting off, one of you know the most recognizable ones out there, Rey Mysterio. Or you have to bring it into the table. Uh, he is an amazing person, super down to earth. He has accomplished everything and more. Um, I actually got to meet him here in Vegas, um, and he was, he just came in, just, uh, he had friends who were performing at the show, and he came in, him and Dominic just came in, um, and no mask, nothing, super, he's really short, I'll tell you that, like, really, really short, <laughs> 
and you know it's just this bold guy walking around and and then we're just like wait what's going on and he comes to me hey no smitty you really you know and then just come out and then um his friends are talking to him and everybody's like asking for photos and i'm just like admiring that i'm, I'm in his presence right yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back to me and he's like hey brother how you doing everything good you went up already i'm gonna be in the crowd I'll let me I'll let me know how you go and he leaves and i'm just like i just i just i, I don't know did he met me did i met Raymond? i don't know how that works but yeah he's amazing 10 out of 10 he's again he he started really really young um like i believe 12 13 um and and yeah he's super super an amazing person as a wrestler i don't think i had nothing to say i think the, the people know better <laughs> but as a person he's amazing like really really down to earth that's awesome next one up on the list juventud guerrera a Jewy. Uh, he's also pretty cool. He's a, he's like uh, one of those guys who you would want to have as a friend. <laughs> he's really cool. He's uh, super um, spicy. Um, I can't believe his chest. His chest is just seems some royal for me. <laughs> you know, he, he really does walk like that. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, he's just, you know, drinking a coffee. He's just like walking around like that. Uh, what he did on uh, WCW, I think, you know, speaks for himself. But he's really cool. Super energetic. I don't know. Um, he talks a little bit like you know with that and it's like it's like really cool like he's definitely he walks into the room and you're like hey <laughs> so yeah super excited him and his dad his dad is super cool too he reminds me a lot of my dad <laughs> <laughs> next one more of a tag team i mean i'm a big fan of tag team wrestling guys are blowing it up there on AEW. the lucha brothers Ooh. Pentagon Jr. or Penta El Cero Miedo and uh, uh, Phoenix or King Phoenix, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because again, I had a chance, uh, more the blessing really, to meet them as fans first. Um, they were really, really just starting their career uh, in Mexico in AAA when I got to meet them for the first time. I think uh, Phoenix was there for a couple of years already, but Penta came in a little bit late because he was, you know, with Conan. He was like that uh, mix of, you know, the rivalry that we're going to do because they already had an octagon. Um, I got to meet him, you know, did my thing, came in early to the show because my dad, like I said, he's always been a wrestling fan, so he will always buy me, you know, VIP tickets and, and we got to be there before, you know, you know, like the early calls and all that stuff and like the VIP sign and all that. So I got to meet them as a fan and as a kid, I can tell you that they were super cool. They were super down to earth. Um, and then I got to work with them. Uh, we did another, we did the Lucha Expo uh, here in, here in, in Vegas. Uh, Ramsey was performing a year against <laughs> Juventud Guerrera, <laughs> funny enough. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, they're so cool. It was around the time where uh, Phoenix was the mega champion from AAA. Mm -hmm. uh, and just, just, I feel like if anybody wants to learn from someone, it's them. You know, they're... As, a bro as brothers, they are super, super, super nice people and so, so wise. Like, they're, I, you know, I got to see Penta one time. He, um, because uh, with Chris Bay, you know, with Chris Bay, mm. I, um, yeah, he just finished the show. Uh, I was the opener for that, for that show, obviously, and, and they were in the main event, and they just got out, right? And our, our match just ended, and the guy that was working uh, kind of did a little, you know, uh, just very stiff. And did like a like a blow bump. He pretty much blows his spot, and you know, he goes out and he's just like he's wearing a mask too. That's why we had that match. And Penta just gets there. And he's like, hey, hey, heads up, heads up. This is not the end, you know. And it was just like, you know, I was like, wow, why didn't I mess it up? I would have loved for him to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Penta, uh, he was a big inspiration, I think, for a lot of lucha players. Uh, I mean, wrestlers to to you know go out there and do what what you love because. His character was already hard. Like, you know, when they give you a character, kind of like WWE, when they're like, here, make this happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know, because yeah. they have an idea of what you want, but at the end of the day, you have to perform. So yeah. it's like, you know, and he just grabbed it and, and just ran with it. Um, and I love it because, I'm, again, I'm a, Pack, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and I have a lot of friends who are from Florida 49ers, and, you know, the kiddo does that thing. And I was like, you don't even know. You don't even know where that's from. Relax. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think both of them nothing but amazing, and and I would love to to hopefully you know get as big as they are because they are truly you know like a school in there and and everything they ever done. 
No, yeah. And you funny, funny thing you bring up knowing a bunch of 49ers fans. My like literally the entire in-laws side of my family, 49ers fans, all of them. So I kind of get yeah, we kind of like, go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, the couple last year has been tough. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, at least at least if I like anything, it's definitely that little <laughs> that miedo, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> and you know, leading into last but not least, guy on here for this category, you brought up Mega Champion. Well, my friends at Warrior Wrestling actually announced that. This guy is going to be at their show in January in South Bend, Indiana. Vikingo. Vikingo, yeah, he is. He, I, I don't know how to how to explain it because you would think, right? If you're the mega champion, you made it. Like that's it cannot get any bigger. Um, I only had a chance to meet him once as a pro wrestler, um, as a worker, and you know. I, he was the, I think, Latin American champion at the time. Mm. And, and I seen when, uh, when, uh, when someone, you know, it's a champion, they normally come in with their belt. So you immediately know who this person is and, you know, and you do all these things. And, you know, everybody's super excited. Like normally, you know, you, wear, you try to look good before you perform, right? And he had two things. One is his actual back where his gear is is bigger than the back that he is around because he has this thing on the shoulders. Oh, that, it's like, yeah. It's like, it's a whole football, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> protection. Yeah, it just, it's, it's crazy. So that's one. <laughs> that's kind of how you know. And he's very short too, very skinny. Um, but he's very like, um, I'm going to say, he's super, um, like he's superhuman. You know, mm. he's like, kind of like Rey Mysterio. Uh, this guy is like super like um i met him when he he barely started um having shows he, out here in the u.s and you know obviously i kind of played a little bit as a translator um and and he was just like bro like you're like a god out here bro what, you, what are you doing and and, <laughs> and he's just like super like guys i'm sorry i remember we were getting ready and there was like like a cup of like a water cup uh, you know, like one of not like a bottle, but like a cup. You know, it was just there, and it was right in yeah. his seat, right. So instead of who put, you know, who put this in here, he just the water cup, grabbed the, the chair, moved the chair over there, grab another chair, God knows where, <laughs> brought a chair again, <laughs> and put the cup back. And I was like, like that is that is something that a lot of people should learn from. You know, he just. Yeah. He's like, I'm here to work, you know. I'm just like, uh, I'm here like a worker. Again, I haven't really be with him. I haven't really, like I said, I only met that one time, and that's what I got, you know. And uh, and I was like, wow, like this this guy, this guy's going places now. <laughs> He's uh, the mega champion, and I think it's completely deserved, you know. He he worked really hard, so yeah. Oh yeah, amazing things. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I'm I'm excited to uh, get to see him at you know, warrior wrestling next month, they got a big thing for him where Sam Adonis and Johnny, Johnny warrior, Johnny, John Morrison, they're going yeah, for Johnny Mundo, Johnny Mundo <laughs> going for the warrior wrestling Lucha title at the show this Saturday. And the winner of that, whoever comes out of that as the, lucha champion is going to be facing him at the show in january so it's yeah. either way it's going to be pretty big yeah whoever whoever gets it it's going to be pretty amazing i, I tell you that <laughs> it's a guarantee show i tell you that <laughs> oh yeah no I, i'm excited last category i have i used to call it a speed round but to be honest it never went that damn quick so i just changed it <laughs> Random questions. I have one that I usually like to lead off with, and then I just whatever comes to mind when I'm making up my notes. So, first off, the one that I always like to ask everybody and like to start off with craziest in match moment. I got to wrestle a clown. 
Uh, we were doing a lucha show, <laughs> lucha show. I'm telling you, bro, lucha shows. <laughs> I was doing a lucha show, and this clown just—I don't know where. I—I I, I didn't see him when I saw the tape. I saw where he came from, but he just kind of slid into the ring and it started doing his his thing inside the ring. So I was like, "Oh, is this part of the thing?" We were in a parking lot of like a supermarket, and I was like, Haha, "What's going on?" Turns out that he was just a random guy. So you know, most of the time you would react and try to get him out. We just play along. We're like, all right, here. So we stopped passing the balloons and throwing over. And then he went up the ropes. And then I grabbed and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then threw it over to my friend. And then uh, and then we got him out of the ring, you know. But he was just like super random. We went, you know, we got into the bag. And it was just like, uh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, super, super random. But, you know. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Next question. Go to drink, whether alcoholic or non, or if you want to name one of both. Uh, Mountain Dew, I love soda. Uh, when it comes down to that, uh, my favorite color is green. So <laughs> Mountain Dew, it just had to be there. Uh, and alcoholic, I wouldn't mind if I get, you know, I, I don't like mix or cocktails, so I do just straight up tequila, man. I'll take some shots and we're good to go. A Patron. <laughs> mm, I, I consider alcohol more of a beer guy, but. I do, I do dabble in, you know, whiskey and tequila. I do, I particularly like one uh, Casamigos that used to be owned by George Clooney. That one's a pretty damn smooth. And oh, then yeah. uh, the Terramana, the one the Rock owns. Yeah. Just, yeah, just as smooth, but a little less expensive. Oh yeah, they're, they're party party alcohol <laughs> i call it because it's, everyone can drink it you know <laughs> oh yeah no and i remember first first time i had casamigos was in a, a a margarita that a friend of mine made when i went to a restaurant of his for my birthday and he's like okay you might want to watch yourself because i'm like after i had the one i'm like I, I, is there any alcohol in this? And then I, I have, it, yeah. I think I had one more. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stop it too. <laughs> Those are the danger ones. When you don't feel in, you keep going. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You don't taste it right away. And then you, you're like, oh man, this is, this is all right. And then before you know it, the one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. I did a, um, we went, I did a North Carolina show for um, a little bit close to railing. Um, and obviously, you know, it's an, it's an army town, um, huh. and, um, with their wrestling show there and my friend, one of my friends, my best friend, otherwise I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, he actually is located there. He was based in, in, um, in a right. And anyways, so he's like, bro, you gotta try this place. So after the match, you know, we go, and it's, it's like restaurant when he has like, have the beer all over the world, you know? So you get to choose three beers as a, as a bundle, or you can drink one by one if you want to taste them. You know, obviously me being the guy, I'm like, ah, beer and drink tequila is nothing. So we, we ended up getting uh, two German <laughs> uh, beers about this size. And they had like 8.2 of alcohol. Mm. And the first one, nice and smooth. I can smell it, which was weird, but it didn't taste too crazy. Second one, that's it. <laughs> I was I was so good. I was like, yeah, this is this is fine. <laughs> So I, can, so I understand where you're like, oh, this is nothing. And then boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. Next one. What is a match type that if you could, you would hope to avoid having? Um, I think um, experience-wise, uh, I did two matches. Uh, one of them was uh, the Bulldog, which is like you mm. came. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It's just uh, it reduces the your ability of wrestling because of the bumps and where you want to mm. take. There's some guys who don't care, you know, they just take a bump with the chain. Um, but obviously, if you're trying to perform, um, yeah, I would, I would, because it's it's difficult to keep the pace with everybody, mm. right? Like sometimes I had it with the ref step on it, so I was like, ah, mm. uh, I, you know. So it's like it's it's it was very difficult. Not because it was dangerous, almost. I don't think because you know I feel like we were pretty safe. It was just very difficult. Uh, with like manner and um, another one that I would say it's uh, any match that has to do with fire you know 
like a table on fire, like a door on fire. Mm. Um, just because I seen enough to where I, you know, like you have everything prepared and even then, you know, something could happen. So I think those are, but, but I do love three matches uh, because again, growing in Mexico, they, they that's kind of like the thing you have to blade every three matches. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I love three matches. I done a couple of them. Uh, I hit to the ones you got hit with a chair for the first time. I feel that's when you're like, okay, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is, this is how it feels, you know? Um, yeah, I think those two are just like a little bit, obviously because of the fire, because you can't really, like, you know, you can be as prepared as you can possibly be. But, you know, it's totally the space. No, I totally get you the, you know, the dog collar match kind of came into prominence this last weekend with, uh, you know, the uh, final battle show. And then funny thing, you brought up fire. Because when I was at uh, Wrestling Revolver back a couple months ago, there was a death match between Jake Chris and Joel Bateman. Okay. The first ever like legit death match that I've seen, not like just a hardcore match that's being called a death match, like legit, like CZW, GCW style death match. And it, ended by them taking four chairs bridging two panes of glass on them and then jake chris match uh, manager came in and lit the panes of glass on fire oh wow and i was (laughs) on my feet and i swear my jaw was on the floor i'm like no Yeah, what was the imagine that into a pile driver, you know, or something? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, it, it was it was absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, I seen pros like again. I seen like people that I'm just like, wow, like, you're really gonna do that spot? That's awesome, you know. But uh, but it is it's it's difficult because if you don't have a control, it's like ah, oh, like you don't you just it's one of those things that you just don't know how it's gonna react, you know? Yeah, yeah, you, you I, never I like know to... because especially when, like you said fire unpredictable you could take the lighter fluid or let's say you use something else for the the ignition source and let's say the liquid starts to splash and you know boom there you got fire yeah in other yeah, yeah. unintended places yeah i mean obviously for i mean if you're going to see a you know a dead match you know, I mean, you're kind of expecting to be okay, but ultimately, you know, we, we here in the business, we, we try to keep it as safe as possible. And I think like when it comes down to fire, like you said, you know, you just really don't know. I saw one time a guy, he got, he was, so he's like, okay. It was like a, it was thumbtack, right? Or he did thumbtacks on his, um, on his shirt on, right? Boom, thumbtacks. Ah, and then the last spot was going to be at the door in the corner, you know, and like a, like a spear into the fire on the, right? Mm. That was the, that was go home, right? So he does that, boom, and then one, two, three, go home, everybody's cool, and then the fire is still in his shirt because he was wearing a shirt. But nobody's noticing it, you know, he's just selling it and all that. And then everyone in the back is like, hey, this is getting bigger, right? So he comes back with a full, like, fire <laughs> shirt, you know, and then, you know, it's just, it's just like, again, nothing happened to neither of them more than the thumbtacks could have done. But, <laughs> but, um, but it is, you know, it is one of those things that just like, I thought it was over and he wasn't over, you know? So I think those are, those are my two top. I can, I can get that. Totally understandable. <laughs> Last question. Another one that I like to ask everybody. Best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? I've, again, I've been super blessed to have the opportunity to share a ring with a lot of gigantic talent. Uh, not necessarily gigantic names because sometimes I feel like you get more from the people who really, really have worked it. Um, and I had seen a lot of things, right. And that is, that is a thing that is amazing. But I think if you just starting, I think the biggest thing would be, be patient. You know, I think you have an idea of what wrestling is and you have an idea of what wrestling might look like. But once you start working it and understanding your abilities to see wrestling changes so much, 
um, when you watch it, it's, it becomes a study. When you like, you know, when you're around people, you're like, oh my God, this is a life, you know, this is a style of living. So, and you just want to go out there and do those cuckoo things, right? But yeah. I think, I think it's patience. Be patient. It's, mm. it's going to come your way. It's going to be there. It's going to get there when it gets there, you know. Um, my opportunity to debut was I wasn't, I wasn't in the cart. I was just a student. And they, they just, they're like literally the day of, they're like, hey, so um, we have an opening. Would you like to come down, right? And I'm like, sure, you know, I'll go in. I'm excited. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I show up and then he's like, all right, I need you to put this on, right? And it's just like Latin looking, Latin lover thing. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? Turns out that the person who was going to uh, debut that day, which was another, another one of my friends, um, uh, just was sick, like he couldn't make it, and you know, and it was just like I, I just, you know, this is my time to debut for him, and I, and my promoter was just like, hey, so the chance is there, you know, and and I thought that I would, you know, I still have a lot to learn, and I still have all these things, and I put that thing on, and and they're like, all right, you got ten minutes, <laughs> and I was like, ten minutes for what? Oh, ten minutes for you to go out there. Oh, okay, you know, it was a squash match, and and I made it happen. So I think it's like, you know, be patient, learn, listen, look, don't let promoters, uh, you know, take you down. There will be people who are like, don't worry, I, why would I pay for this? And you know, just when it needs to come, you know, be patient, yeah. I'll get there. No, and that that's very, very good advice. And, you know, something kind of relatable to when people have asked me, when I worked with the youth about enlisting, I'm like, one, make sure it's a hundred percent what you want to do. If you want to do it, don't let anybody talk you out of it, but know that, you know, you're going to have to be patient because you're going to deal with a lot of, well, for lack of a better term and I'm not monetized yet, bullshit. Um, <laughs> you're, you're going to go through it. But if you can get through that and realize why you wanted to be in it, you, you'll get past that and you'll be fine. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, I, I can be thankful enough to the people that have been in my way, uh, you know, that have brought and opened doors for me and the people who, who have also pushed my name around just so I can do things that I never thought I would. Um, I'm super blessed and happy and thankful that I have people who support me the way they do. Um, but I think if I had to push something on the wrestling, wasn't like going out of state and doing those just kind of came with it. The hardest part was like, when it's my turn, when am I next? Right. Because you're just there. You're like, Oh, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for months. I've been, you know, how many more bumps did I need to take before I can go out and, and be the undertaker. Right. Um, so just, patience it's gonna happen you know you 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 don't know how it might be the perfect scenario when they're like all right so you have a month for now be ready you know i have a match for you to like me right it's like oh all right you got 10 minutes figure it out <laughs> so, so you just don't know and honestly uh since then i i haven't had a you know haven't stopped really i got a minor injury uh, injury and then you know i was okay i need to take it easy but besides that you know it's just be patient. You, you'll get there. I promise you. <laughs> Great advice, like I said. Well, anyways, that is about all I have. I'm on one. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And two, where can people find you social media-wise so they can get an eye on you? Yeah, um, you can look at me on Instagram. Mainly, I'm there. Um, it's going to be king.croc underscore LV because I'm from Las Vegas, as I said. Um, I'm based right now in Versus Pro Wrestling, which you guys should totally check them out. Uh, that is like kind of my story, you know, sequence uh, here in Versus. But if you're anywhere from um, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, and, you know, you're a fan, you might just see me around. And I would say, though, uh, this happens for whatever reason for a lot of wrestling um, mass wrestlers. If you see me with my mask and you want a picture, Go ahead and come over and tell me you want a picture. I'll take a picture with you. I promise you we do not buy it. Although I'm a crocodile, I won't buy you. I promise. <laughs> awesome. I'll yeah. be sure to 
put links and stuff in the description. Like I said, thank you for taking time to talk to me tonight. And well, my dogs are starting to act like they want something out of me. So I guess I better be going. <laughs> Not a problem, man. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate everything. Uh, it was really fun talking to you, brother. It was <laughs> awesome. You're welcome back anytime. Not a problem, bro. Let me know. Get me posted and I hope you have a good time. <laughs>